I'm here with my co-host Shelly. Hi, Pamela. I can't believe we're in December. Like, what I can't that? either. Holy cow. I can't believe we are finishing up our first season. I and know. I'm loving it. I'm loving hearing from people. I am grateful for all the listeners. Thank you. You never know when you do create something whether anyone's going to like what you created. Right. So, right. So that people are listening and they like it. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. It is really fun. Awesome. And you're so such fun. a huge part of that, Shelly. You make oh, it very fun you. for us. Thank you. It's fun. You it's make me fun. laugh. Yeah. There have been some really fun comments, you know, and yeah. commentary, I should say, from outside people. It's been really fun. <laughs> yeah. We have listeners all over the place, right. from all, all across the U.S., Australia. I, we've got some listeners in Germany, in Austria, even. Uh-huh. And a friend of mine actually got, got a message from one, for, and it was in German, and so I had to have my friend translate it that speaks uh-huh. German. And it was so cool. Like, they are listening and they love it. I so, love it. And, and, and I've met the guy before, actually. His name is Winnie. So, Winnie, in Austria or Germany, wherever you are today, or Italy, because uh-huh. he's always traveling, uh-huh. thank you so much for listening, and thanks for telling people. <laughs> it made my day. Made me so I happy. I think that's awesome. One of my grandkids, he works at a pizza place. Uh-huh. He has his whole team listening. He said the other day it was so weird because he came in and he said, I'm back washing dishes. And all of a sudden I hear my grandma's voice and this whole character <laughs> thing. And they had piped it through the speaker. So it was way fun. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> He's like, what is my grandma what, doing here? Why is my grandmother here? <laughs> we oh, also so had cool. something. I have a lot of teachers that listen. Thank yes. You, thank you. Please. Yeah. She had a really scary experience. She was being uh-huh. followed home. She'd gotten cut off at going to a store, Mm -hmm. and so she backed way off, and so she went in and parked, but she noticed this car following her and parking a couple stalls down, and she said, I didn't really think much about it, but when I came out, it was still there. So she said, Mm. I put my groceries in the car and went to start it up, and as I started my car, so did they. So she said, it scared me enough that I just turned my car off and went back into the store and yep. said, listen, I think I'm being followed. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I think they called the police. Um, yeah. But anyway, the car takes off. Yeah. So she winds her way home on a different path and yeah. gets Good. home and is telling her family about it. Mm-hmm. And her daughter was adamant, adamant that she call you. She's like, we need <laughs> to get a hold of Pamela. We yes. need to have her take care of this. She is a private investigator. Yes. She's going to be able to find this. And I yep. thought, how interesting for, <laughs> I, how darling, first of all. It is so cute. It is so great. But you know what? We are alerting not only adults, but this student is in middle yeah. school, 10th grade. Um, that is too cool. It is. She's aware that there is someone out there to help her. And yeah. I think I think it's awesome that she's hyper aware and that there is re- and that there are they, resources. And uh-huh. they thought of me. I and they love thought it. of you. Uh-huh. I totally love it. Yeah. Thank and you. Think, Thank yes. you for thinking of me. Yeah. I whenever I we finished a trial and we've just really kicked some butt in the case. Mm-hmm. And the lawyers are saying, like, wow, thank you, Pamela. We couldn't have done this without you. I mm-hmm. always joke with them as I'm leaving, and I say, hey, next time you guys need me, uh-huh. just put the bat signal up in the sky, yes, and I will exactly. be there. Yes. 
I love it because this new student, this student um, is not driving yet, but she was very aware and worried for her mom. I think her mom did exactly what she should have done. She did. She immediately got back out, went back into the store. She followed protocol, you know, did to keep herself safe. But I think it's awesome. Her first instinct is to call you. Pamela, private <laughs> investigator. That is because very she cool. knew you were going to be able to help her. So yes. now, and I that the mom had not gotten any kind of a license plate. That was yeah. about as far as it could go. But I think it's awesome that she's aware that, that there's That support. is my suggestion though, to mm-hmm. get a plate for people for right. the police when you can. It really makes my day because if I'm not working, I'm just sitting looking out over the city on my porch just watching for the bat signal to come up yeah, to see, see where where go. am I supposed mm-hmm. to go next mm-hmm. yes so it's, that's very it. cool yeah, I, I, I really it. do love it yeah this episode because it's the end of the year and I want to focus on a lot of good things mm-hmm. and not only like make sure everyone knows that we're grateful for all of you listeners but I also want to share with you some of the greatest wisdom that I've gotten from the life lessons that I've learned from doing all this. And here's what's really beautiful about it. You can, you know, like, it's really heavy and intense. You've heard the cases. Yeah. You've heard some of the stuff that I've been through. And it's not just my wisdom. I have been able to get wisdom from clients, and I'll share that with you today. And I think the greatest thing I've learned is how to climb out of real darkness and despair. Mm -hmm. And I hope, I think that this will help you if you've felt darkness in your life. Like if I could give you anything that would like reach a hand out and help you, it would be today's episode. So I can't wait to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. Okay. That might be one of my biggest life lessons because I thought all of them were bad guys. And what I learned is not only did I learn to love my clients and that was just from listening mm-hmm. to their story because we all have a story. Right. We all we all have a reason right. to get there to the places where we are. And I don't know. Right. I, I don't think most of us are living where we thought we yeah. would be living at this point in our life. True. Mm-hmm. And so we had there were a lot of yes. detours along the way and we have to make accommodations and we have to to be able to find joy because I was supposed right. to be a big country singer and on stage and so Mm -hmm. life throws us curveballs we gotta figure out i mean there were a lot of times i remember flying home from nashville with tears rolling down my face thinking i failed because i didn't get the record deal yeah and i like oh my gosh like and everyone will know that i was in nashville trying to make this happen and it didn't happen for me am i a failure Uh so we have to take Uh those moments and that pain and figure out right How can we make it beautiful? And truly, like, I love life. Right. When we're focused on how can we serve, how can we take what we have and share that, I think opportunities come. Like, even when you called me last year and said, hey, you should be doing a podcast. And I'm like, no way. (laughs) I I just started a podcast. And I need you. Like, this is perfect. Uh, Yeah. So like I was like, if you ever need a sidekick, yes, call me. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not a psychic, but a sidekick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a psychic. I may need one of those too. I also think we need to remember one of the big lessons I've learned from doing this podcast with mm-hmm. you is exactly what you said. Some of the cases you're like, how can you not hate them? They are evil. And there really are evil people in the world. Definitely. Yeah. But a lot of these things that have happened are crimes of passion, 
maybe they have been in the normal realm. They were a normal couple. Yeah. You just don't know what's going to tip someone over to change not only their life and their path, but whoever they've injured or harmed or killed or stolen from or whatever the situation be. Next season, we'll talk about my sex assault that happened to me and the life lessons. We won't have a lot of time to go into what I learned from it. But after that happened, I went into depression. I'd never been depressed like that. Like it was right. I, it was such a dark, awful place. And if, if someone has been depressed, I relate to where you are Uh and where you've been. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't, I hope you never have to feel it because it is right to be that hopeless is a, is a really awful place to be. Yes. Yes. And when I went through that, I thought, okay, I want to get out of this like fast and furious. Like I do not like being here. So I didn't just get one counselor. I I had two counselors because I thought if one's good, two's twice as good (laughs) and I'll get through this like really (laughs) fast. And and I was literally telling them like, Hey, I get it. You don't want to tell people hard things because sometimes they don't come back. You can tell me hard things. I'm coming back. I'm so depressed that if I could just flip a switch and stop breathing, I would do it. Like I just wanted to disappear. It was so painful. And through that process, I ended up selling some property. I was broke at the time too. So just to add on like, Hey, what else? What right. other crap Dog could going in uh-huh. your life right now? Yeah, uh-huh. Let's pile on again. But it was actually because yeah. of the assault that I had no money coming in because the lawyers were like, oh, you're part of this case. We better not give you sex cases or any work. kind of cases. Sure. So they gave me no work. So like, right. oh, this is awesome. Not only do I have this to deal with, yeah. but now I don't know how to pay my mortgage. So I had a piece of property that I'd bought after college and I sold that with the option to buy it back if I ever pulled my head out and got back on my feet. I was in California. I took off, grabbed my parents. We went to California for a month and I would, I was so depressed. I just, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to that, been in a place where you're in such, it's so, you're so sad that you think I don't want to be here. And then you go somewhere else and you realize, oh crap, I brought me with me. Like I'm still sad. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you're like, wait, didn't she get left? Yeah. Home? Like, yeah. Uh, I'm still sad. I'm just in a prettier environment. Right. That's where, uh-huh. where I was with that. And, uh-huh. and I thought, oh my gosh, I got to do something different. And I'd tried meditation before, but I tried, I did it differently. I remember going on a run mm-hmm. down the beach one morning. And at the end of my run, I was like, oh, I just sat on the, the rocks and watched the waves come in and tears just rolled down my face. And I thought, I got to do something different. I have to try something and and yeah. I I hadn't ever been able to meditate to clear my mind because surprisingly, although many people think my mind is always empty, it's actually, <laughs> it actually it's not. It's not. So just so you know. yeah. Thank you, Shelley. <laughs> yeah, I knew. Yeah, Shelley knew. It's not empty. There's stuff in there. <laughs> there is stuff in there. So it was really hard. I couldn't do it. So I thought, okay, I've got to just create my own. And so I did. I I thought, okay, I'm just going to start focusing on everything I'm grateful for. And Mm -hmm. that actually changed my life. I started out the first part of my meditation. I started focusing on all the things I was grateful for. And we can always find things that we're grateful for. Yes. But you know what? Sometimes when life is so tough, I remember when Dirk was dying with cancer, Mm -hmm. 
there were sometimes, you know, you climb in bed after a hell of a yeah. day, and I would just think, I am so thankful I had a good hair day. Oh, yeah. Or I am so thankful that I can lay down yeah. for 30 yeah. minutes. You know, sometimes that's all you've exactly. got. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, because the, the weight of the world is just all over you. But yeah. we can always, so. that action of focusing on what we're grateful for is mm-hmm. life-changing. And it was life-changing for me. It is because if if you don't, you, you will collapse in on yourself. Oh. You really will. That simple thing, I started doing it every day. It's part of my meditation every day. I started like, yeah. mm-hmm. re- I, you know, I talk about Crazy Jack all the time that I work with. When right. I started mm-hmm. doing this meditation every day, and the first part is, is like focus all these things I'm grateful for. And it only takes like 10 minutes that I do it. And the right. next part I focus mm-hmm. on those traits and attributes that I want to have. And I'm telling everyone mm-hmm. this so because I swore when I was in that dark place, if I ever found a way out, I would show other people the way. So I just want to take a minute and yes. share this with people to help them find their way out too. And I hope this would be okay. helpful. So the first part was mm-hmm. gratitude. Then I focus on the traits and attributes that I want to have as if I already have them. Mm-hmm. And so at the time right. I felt completely powerless because I had literally been overpowered by this man. And so every yeah. day, like the first thing, first attribute that I would focus on is I would say I am powerful. I didn't mm-hmm. feel very powerful at the time, but it by saying those words, words have energy. They really do. Yes, they have they energy do. and they... You put them out Yes. There. You put them out you, there. You've got to run that through your through your soul, through your body, through your bones. Uh-huh. Get that mm-hmm. in your in your blood and get that pumping through you. And then the last part of it is where you want to be, where I would see myself. Even if it was like, okay, I have to meet with Jack today and he's going to be crazy. Uh, he, he's uh-huh. going to be like psycho jumping all over me about something. Right. And uh-huh. and I'm okay. Like, I would just picture myself having peace. And I am not uh-huh. kidding. When I started doing this, and then I went into his office a few times to get a case here or there or have a meeting, he noticed. He could feel the difference in my energy. And he said, uh-huh. there were a couple times that he said to me, what's different about you? Oh, that's awesome. It is. It was really cool. And mm-hmm. and there was, if I ever didn't do it, all my what I noticed was, that it was really easy for someone to knock me over emotionally. But if I yes. started with that foundation mm-hmm. and just had that base. Mm-hmm. So what was fascinating to me is that I had that gratitude. That, 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 that it started with the gratitude. And when you look at the psychology behind all of it, there is a ton of psychology that gratitude is the key to us finding happiness. It's the way out of the darkness. And yeah. I had a but I have a question. Yeah. Um, so you're down and you're down deep. Yeah. Like seriously, you don't want to be alive. You're not sure what you're doing. Right. I'm not saying that you were suicidal, but you're you're down, down, right. down. Why of all of the straws that you could pull out of the air did you pick gratitude? What popped into your head that was like, I think I'll start here? Like if someone is struggling that deep, right. what how do they reach for that straw? For me, I've always been, like, having graduated in psychology, I always had the background of that. So I knew there was science behind it, Mm -hmm. but I'd never, I mean, yeah, I'd practiced it at different times, but I'd never been in such a low place where I needed it like that. And so then it was like, I know that they say this works. I, I never had to put it to the test like that before. 
at that okay. point, seriously, I was seeing two counselors. That what wasn't fixing me. I was yeah. exercising every day. That wasn't fixing me. It helped mm-hmm. to get the endorphins going. For like an hour after mm-hmm. I exercised, I would feel pretty good. And then mm-hmm. I'd just go right back into that depression. So yeah. I figured I've got nothing to lose. I right. like I okay. just got to grasp for something. For me, it's been very life-changing. And to this day, I meditate each day. It's, yeah. it's a lot so like powerful. a prayer. It's a very, mm-hmm. it, for yeah. me, it mm-hmm. really helps me find peace and be able just mm-hmm. j- just be a better person. Yeah. Uh, along those lines of gratitude. Uh-huh. So one of the more famous cases that I worked on was the Jeremy Johnson trial. Okay. In that case, and we will talk about it extensively, I hope in season two here, and you will not believe what happened in that case. It's probably the biggest reason that I'm doing the podcast because I just had had a belly full of seeing so much. I mean, you would not believe the injustice and the okay. craziness that I saw. Okay. At the end of that trial, and, and it was a six-week trial, and at the end of it, there were three co-defendants, and one of them was acquitted, and he deserved to be, all of them deserved to be acquitted. Okay. The, the charges on this were so crazy, and we'll go into the details, but I will just tell okay. everyone this. There were so many injustices that after the trial, even jurors were filing motions with the Court of Appeals to, oh, wow. because they were so upset by what happened in this case. Jurors. Wow. Okay. I've never heard yeah. of that ever happening. And yeah. I was so distraught because two of the three defendants were convicted on some counts and because of that conviction were ordered to go to prison. And their prison sentence, the time that they served was... All, that that was not just, in my opinion. It, like, mm-hmm. there were so many things that were, were wrong, and I couldn't rest. I, I've told you in some of these cases, like, when there's injustice, I can't rest. I'm so upset that I'm constantly uh-huh. trying to figure out, how can we do this? How can we do this? And for Jeremy, yeah. he was put in federal prison. And I know we say, oh, federal prison, that's easy. And there are parts of it, and, and he was in a minimum security so you you think, oh, that's easy. It's not easy. <laughs> it's really tough. There are some really scary characters that in there also. They do, uh-huh. in one of the prisons he was in, they do have some privileges. They had, it, had some tennis courts, which you're like, what? How hard can that be? And he could email me and, and his family, uh-huh. which I really appreciated. And I was constantly scheming how to write this wrong. Right. Write all of these wrongs. And I had sent him an email this is probably, oh, two years after he's been in prison, and I'm still just wringing my hands over it. I can't figure out how to fix this. And I sent him an email and said, hey, what about this? Did you, we should look at this, and we should do this, and try and appeal it based on this. And, and Jeremy wrote me back, and I got permission from him to share these emails. And he wrote me back, and he writes, ha ha, you are ever the detective. I bet it's hard for you to sleep sometimes with that active mind of yours working overtime, trying to figure out everyone's little schemes and such. I love it. And he says, the truth is this. If I could go back in time and stop the government from wrecking my business, taking all my stuff. Now, you need to know, he was a self-made millionaire. He had millions, and the government came in and seized all of his money, all of his assets, his everything they sold homes that he had everything cars airplanes helicopters 
And, and he was a pilot. So this is something, in order for us to add, to know the depth of it, we will cover his case in January or later in the year. Later. We, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think you get the idea. Like, I... Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it was such injustice that I just couldn't rest. Okay. And they'd taken everything before a trial. And that's the part that I was like, how can this happen? I thought, like, you get a trial and then they decide. Not in this case. And in fact, the U.S. Supreme Court has changed that. So it can't happen anymore. But this oh, happened right before they changed that ruling. So the government seized all of his, all of it, and millions. They seized money, assets, everything. So he says, this will be hard for you to understand, but I will do my best to explain. He says, if I could go back in time and stop the government from wrecking my business, taking all my stuff and money, destroying my reputation and taking my freedom... I would not do it if I had to also give back everything I have learned from the experience. Wow. I really mean that. What I have learned from it all is worth more to me than all the gold and diamonds in the world. Wow. In life, we learn and grow from parallels. I already knew... Sorry, I'm crying. I can't see. I already knew what it's like to have all the money I could ever need. I know what it's like to have everyone looking up to you and admire you and think you're a kind of generous person. Uh, I was even, and he puts in like parentheses, I was even awarded humanitarian of the year. He says, I know what it's like to help other people when they are down. And I know what it's like to have the ultimate in freedom to go anywhere you want, anytime you want, and explore all the beauty of the earth from the same point of view as the birds. And he puts via helicopter, of course, because he's a helicopter Mm -hmm. pilot. And he had helicopters. And he said, but before all this happened, I had no idea what the other side of the parallel was like. Now I do. I know what it's like to have no money and to have to depend on others for everything you have. I know what it's like to have a bad reputation and have most people think you're a criminal who hurts others for my own gain. And I know what it's like to have no freedom where your every moment is controlled and monitored. And now, as I sit here and write this, I can honestly tell you that I am as happy and content as I have ever been in my whole life. What I have learned... Man, this is... Yeah. What I have gained from all this is the knowledge that it's totally up to me how I feel. It really has nothing to do with your circumstances or situation. I feel I can take anything that life throws at me now and still be happy and content. What could be more valuable than that? There's a great deal more, and I could go on forever about it, but that is the basic thing I've gotten from it all. I honestly have nothing but love in my heart for, and he names the prosecutors, each prosecutor by name, and... the two judges that were part of this and he names them by name and he says in some ways I feel like I owe them a debt of now you have to know at this time I had so much anger for all those people I was trying to figure out how to have them face their consequence for what they did and this was his response he says in some ways I feel like I owe them a great debt of gratitude I know it was not their intent to make my life better but they honestly have Nobody understands this, but I really wish everyone could. My life before was mostly lived in fear. Fear of losing all my money, fear of the government, fear of competitors, my reputation, freedom, etc. The list goes on and on. 
I no longer live my f life in fear, or at least I try not to. I am open to whatever adventures life has for me without any expectation as to what exactly that should be. This is a wonderful way to live, to not hold anger, grudges, and expectations of people in your heart. And in your heart, it opens up and makes room for all kinds of things that you never knew were possible. All aspects of life and people become a grand adventure, and you are never sad or depressed. This is really not a good explanation, but it's the best I can think of at the moment. When I get out, you will see for yourself that I'm a better and happier person than I ever was. Also, don't forget that without all this, we would never know each other. Oh, wow. It was necessary to bring us together. You were here for me in my darkest hour. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do to help you out yet, but there will be something I'm sure of it. Love, Jeremy. Oh, wow. Wow. And that's touching. It was like <laughs> a splash of cold water in my face. Because yes. I was so yes. focused on like, we got to do this I'm, and this. And, and I'm going to get them back. I'm yeah. going to make this right. I'm going to fix this. Yes. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I wasn't even sure I believed it because, oh, come on. Are you kidding? Like, yeah, he was living most of our dreams. He had every car that you could ever imagine he would buy yeah. and, and and have it for a while. He had the fastest jet that, that flew in the air, a Citation 10. And, I, I mean, there were politicians that were reaching out to him for money because he was a very generous guy. Yeah. So he had status and all kinds of privilege. He had, he had a beach house in Santa Monica that I would die for. Uh, uh -huh. I would, well, I hope I wouldn't, I hope I learned from him, but, <laughs> but he had so much and you think, okay, right. like, and tr you have to know, like really when he first went to jail, when they were putting him in and they made him wait in jail while they were, were figuring out the sentencing. And after he was sentenced and they initially sentenced him to 17 years, he got so depressed at that time, he stopped eating. I would go see him in jail and say, like, Jeremy, you're better than this. You're stronger than this. We'll write this wrong. We'll get this. Yeah, right. And literally, they were talking about doing a court order to put a feeding tube in because he wasn't eating. And, uh -huh. I mean, to go from that level of depression, I, I, he never said he was suicidal. But if you don't want to eat, you don't really care. <laughs> you're not excited about living. And right, about living. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. To be able to go from that darkness to get to that place was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then he had some different attorneys that filed an appeal. And we'll talk about all of that in the case. And he had uh -huh. another he had another setback. And then he sent an email to everyone. And his, his wife has more insight and and family than I do, but I did get permission from him to share these two emails. And this yeah. is the second one. And this is after he'd been practicing all this stuff he was talking about in that last email where he'd like, hey, I can find happiness. I'm right. happier than I've ever been. So right. then he, this, it was probably another year and a half later. And I'm still struggling myself trying to, to learn all this. Like, uh -huh. hey, like, we got to find, and I do absolutely believe we all create happiness. It's not money. It's not, it's the, the meaning that we give things that create our happiness. So we've got to be able to get to a place where we can create that every day. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we, Jeremy had other lawyers and they filed an appeal 
and the appeal didn't didn't go like we hoped. We hoped they would just reverse everything and here's the key, get out. Here's your get out of jail card, go home and sin no more. And that's not uh-huh. that's not what happened. They denied almost everything of it and it was mm-hmm. devastating. And this was Jeremy's response. He sent a letter to all of us that write to him, would write to him and care, try to help him. And just mm-hmm. all of us that loved him. And this is his second email. He says, I got the news yesterday evening that the Tenth Circuit denied my appeal. This news was without question the absolute worst news I've ever gotten in my entire life. Today I woke up and felt sick, and I did not want to get out of bed. I'm sure, like this is just me talking, I know we've all been in that place where something mm-hmm. has hit us so hard that mm-hmm. we're like, I just don't. And that's why I want to share this with this stuff with people because I like, it's easy for us to say like, Oh, like I can see how he's in that bar- dark place, but I know we all get to a dark place. And if I can help anyone to find their way out, that's the whole point of all this today that I want to help. Okay. So he said, but I learned something very valuable today that I want to share with you. While today was certainly not my best day in prison, it was much better than my worst day. My worst days in prison were when I found out my sentence 20 months ago. I remember how terrible I felt. I just wanted to die. I did not eat anything for a long time, and I mostly just stayed in bed and stewed about all the injustice and cursed the people who did this to me. I recognized all those feelings from that terrible time coming back to me as soon as I got the news that my sentence here will be permanent. This time, however, I decided I was not going to let it get me down, and I've worked hard all day to make sure it didn't. I made myself eat today, even though I was not hungry. Mostly peanut butter from the jar. Because they have, um, like, a vending machine. If you have money on your account, you could buy, like, a jar of peanut butter. Oh, okay. And he says, I signed up for 18 credits of college courses that will eat up most of my day for the next two months. I called my parents and Sharla, his wife, and he said, I played tennis with a polygamist and won. (laughs) And I played chess with the bank robber and won three times. (laughs) (laughs) I also made my mind focus on all the good things I am thankful for, and I realized that I have plenty to be happy about. And even on a bad day like today, tried to be, (laughs) for starters... How many of you can even say you've played tennis with a polygamist or chess with a bank robber? I'm guessing none of you. <laughs> and he says, well, I get to do it every day if I want, exclamation point. And he says, I got lots of nice heartfelt emails from people who love me. I got seven books in the mail. I have excellent shoes to wear. He says, this might sound dumb. But try going a few weeks with super crummy shoes or broken, worn-out Crocs that the gels make you wear, and you will never look at a good pair of shoes the same again. The weather was lovely, and I watched a news story at the end of NBC Nightly News about a 10-year-old girl that nearly made me cry. Anyway, the list could go on and on, but the point is that the very valuable thing I learned is that it is 100% in my control how good or bad my day is, even on a day like today, when I got the absolute worst news of my entire life. A year ago, getting this news would have absolutely crushed me, but today, it did not even come close. So instead of cursing the people who put me in here today, I said a prayer and thanked them. 
because I am a stronger and a better person for being in prison, and I am learning things that will serve me for the rest of my life, and they are things that I could have never learned without this whole experience. Wow. So now, as this day comes to a close for me, my heart is filled with gratitude instead of despair, hope instead of loss, and understanding and love instead of anger. I have no idea what the future holds for me, but I'm going to try to do my very best to make the most of whatever it is. I thank you all very much for all your love and support. Love, Jeremy. Wow. Wow. So. Talk about having gratitude in the darkest of the night. Yes, exactly. And yeah. it, it yeah. reminds me somewhat of the poem from Invictus that it kind of reminds me yeah. of Nelson Mandela when Nelson had to get to a place where and mm-hmm. any that poem dark is the night that covers me from pole to pole yeah. that he is the captain of his ship and the the captain of his soul yeah like i if i could give a gift of anything this season i hope it's uh-huh. cuz i know we've all we're all going through trials and we like like they say like be kind to everyone because you never know what trial they're right. facing, what trial. Right. We yeah. never know what someone's dealing with. We think, oh, they've got it all together. They get. We have no idea what pains they're carrying, so we need right. to treat everyone as if they're, they're dealing with a real hardship because they probably are. Yeah. But one of my greatest lessons is that we can do hard things. Not yeah. just that this too shall pass, but not only can we do hard things, but when I think back of like going through my assault or going through these trials with my clients, uh-huh. as I, I'm not sure I choose to learn my lessons that way because they're tough ways to that that that's a hard way to learn to be. I wish I could find a better way to learn what I right, needed to right. learn. Yeah, without a doubt, for me personally, and I, I imagine it's the same for you, Shelley. For me. The greatest growth I've had in my life comes from the hardest times that I've been through in life. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening and you're going through a hard time, please remember your growth is coming. It's part of it. Yes, yes. And yep. and it sucks. It sucks that, that yeah. growth can yeah. be so it painful. Be me, but yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah. I am a better, I'm better and stronger and more compassionate for what I've been through. And yeah. I'm really grateful for it. I don't, I don't know that I choose it again, but I am really, I'm grateful for, and, and yeah. I didn't go to prison like Jeremy or Nelson Mandela, but, right. but we all have our hardships and, yeah. and that's what I just want everyone to know. Like if you're going through a hard time right now, hang on, it will get better. You'll get stronger. The growth yes. is coming. Yes. And if you're yes. not and you're feeling strong right now, look for someone who isn't reach your hand out cuz someone probably needs a hand up. Right. Right, I agree. So you just never know. Yeah. A little kindness goes a long way. Yeah. But the world could be a lot kinder place and we could be, you know, living in a lot different out of kindness and gratitude, yeah. you know. So Right. And and yeah. that can start with us like seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Like it we, we can make a difference in the world. And I agree. I agree. That I just wanted to kind of give that gift to you guys if you're struggling, yeah. hang on cuz cuz the growth is yeah. coming, joy is coming, it will come back cuz I know when I'm in a dark place, I think I'll never be happy again. And then right. and then when I'm happy, 
I must have like short term memory loss or something because when I'm <laughs> <laughs> then when I'm happy, I think, oh, I'll never be that sad again. That was horrible. Yeah, it yeah. it just feels like oh, this I is always, so good. Yeah, I always think I I may be really bitchy in a bitchy mood, or this day sucks for me. Yeah, and I allow myself one day. Yeah. Sometimes the weight of it is just so heavy. It's right. like, I always say the world's too big. I need to go to bed. I need to have a nap. Yeah. Or I'm just going to, I'm going to feel this to my bones. And but then thank let it heavens go. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. When the sun comes up, then I've got to have enough courage to get up and get moving again. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. but you need to be able to, sometimes you just have to be able to waller for a moment when everybody's like, but your life's not that bad. You don't know that. Right. Like, let them have a moment. Right. Right. Exactly. When it gets to be longer than a day or two, or it's a week or whatever, then, of course, you know, then we want to really reach out and support our family and friends and our, you know, acquaintances. Reach out and help. It's okay to have a moment of just heartache. It is okay. It is. Yeah. And. And or you can just listen to one of our funny episodes and shake it off. Right. And get out of it. <laughs> exactly. So, so if you want comic relief? Call us. Yes. So, so that is our gift to you this season. Thank you for listening to Pamela Private Eye. We love you. Keep listening, please. Like, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Help us grow and make it bigger and better. And thank you for everything, yeah. everyone. Happy Merry New Year. Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Happy New Year. We'll see you in the 2022. Yes. Thank you for listening to Pamela Private Eye.